and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. Joining us in studio now is Bram Kranichfeld. Uh, Bram, a former Burlington City Councilor, ran for mayor, uh, and uh, more recently in the last few years has taken a different turn, has as, uh, actually moved, gone into religion and had his own congregation, um, but now is back in the news, has been appointed to the as the interim state's attorney in Franklin County. Good morning, Bram. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks for coming in. So let's, uh, Bram, let, let's talk about a little bit about about how this happened. Um, how did you, how did this happen that you became the interim director? You you had your own congregation where? Sure. So I was, um, I was the priest in charge of two parishes, one in Virgins, St. Paul's Church, St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Virgins, and All Saints Episcopal Church in South Burlington. And, um, and yeah, I was just, you know, minding my own business, uh, being the best priest I could be. And I get a call from John Campbell, the executive director of the state's attorneys and sheriffs. Uh, and he asked me if I would be willing to have my name considered uh, as the replacement for John Lavoie as the interim Franklin County state's attorney. And, um, and I mean, I was so shocked and I was so humbled by that. I couldn't believe my name came up as a, as a possible candidate. Um, so I asked, I asked John, well, when do you need an answer by? And, uh, and he was like, well, maybe uh, by Monday would be good. By the way, this was Friday. Yeah, <laughs> by Monday. Say, <laughs> from John's perspective, he's like, now would be great, but I'll give you a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it over the weekend and let me know Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, the whole, so it happened really fast. I mean, I, and I had to think really hard about it. I, mean, I, pr- I prayed deeply on it. I talked to my wife about it. Um, I talked to a member of the clergy who, uh, who I consider to be a mentor. Um, and, and what it came down to was essentially this. I mean, I, I thought, uh, look, I mean, I, I know I can help or I believe I can help. I mean, I have some years of experience, uh, as a prosecutor, yeah. as a manager of prosecutors. Um, and the Franklin County office clearly needed some help. And, and it was just like, you know, who am I to say no to this? You know, I feel like, I feel like I, it was a call to service that I felt like I needed to answer. And so, um, so I spoke to my bishop, and she very graciously gave me her permission to uh, to put my name in, and and I did. And See, that's we are. the one thing we were thinking too. Is you know you think about um, it, it as as unique as uh, uh, you know the priest in charge or, uh, is. It's a job, and so you, the church is like, well, okay, that's great, but we're going to lose you, <laughs> you know. And and so there's 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 all these different components that come to play when you go from. You know, you've got a great deal of experience in, you know, state's attorney's office. And as you said, it's a skill set that a lot of people don't have to manage prosecutors. You're a prosecutor that knows how to manage prosecutors. So I can see how if you're John Campbell and you're the state and you're like, look, we got to scramble to find. It makes sense. And I really like the logic that that it's it obviously has to be an office that went through some turmoil and, uh, you know, you 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 have left uh, the state's attorney's office, but you know, in, in your position with the church, healing is really kind of that's one of the, your biggest challenges every day, right? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think that, um, you know, pastoral care and, and just and, and, uh, opening up a space for healing is, is an enormous part of, of uh, being a priest. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I can honestly say, I think, I think one of the most transformative uh, moments I've had in, in um, you know, discerning to become ordained and in this whole process of becoming ordained as a priest and then uh, 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 being a priest was, you know, in the Episcopal Church, you, you need to complete a unit of what's called clinical pastoral education. And what that meant for me was that I spent a summer at the UVM Medical Center as a chaplain. And, um, oh, boy. And, you know, it was, and I'll tell you, I, I came out of that experience a different person than I was going into that experience because, um, you know, you're just, you, the whole point of it is to be with people yeah, in their in their hardest moments, in their worst moments, and um, and and life changing moments. I mean, end of life uh, moments, yeah. or people who came into the hospital with um, a stomach ache and they're walking out with terminal colon cancer, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know? So um, anyway, so that was a powerful, transformative experience for me, and I and I um, and it's that kind of care. You know, it's it's opening up opening up a space for people to. Heal, guiding people through traumatic moments, through hard moments, and and hopefully offering um, some hope uh, and some healing is is something that certainly was is a big part of being a priest. Yeah, I think I I, I do. I think it makes it makes perfect sense. Um, and uh, so now the big question is, how's it going up there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, let me say this: I I am so grateful every day. For the people in that office, I mean, they are. First of all, you got you got, you got some people in there who have decades of experience at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can say that the the level of expertise and uh, institutional knowledge and um, care and dedication and commitment that is present in that office is truly impressive. And I'm and I'm so I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so uh, uh, I feel so blessed to be in, you know, with the people in that office. And so, you know, the issue really isn't, it's, it's not a matter of people not knowing how to do their jobs. I mean, they all, they all know how to do their jobs. It's, it's an, it's a, it's the, it's the harm that's been caused to the office over the last year. I mean, you're talking about an office that's been in a highly toxic work environment for about a year. Right. And so, um, so, you know, I see my overriding mission with the office is, is again, a, opening up a space for healing and restoration. Because quite often, if you have that kind of environment, you lose the really good people. So you just answered my next question, that that you've retained a lot of the people through through the whole process that they're there, they're still there when oh, you arrive. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. Anthony. That's exactly, you know, that was the, on the surface. That's what I was thinking. It's a, it's a, it's a testament to how dedicated the people in that office are to this public service that they're still there. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. We've got to take a quick uh, two minute break, but we will be back in the McKenzie country Life with Kurt and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620 WVMT. We are back. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. The McKenzie Country Classic Hotline is open. 888-414-0303. If we missed your call at the break, give us a call back. Uh, Bram Kranichfeld on the show, and we're talking about, Bram has just been appointed as the interim state's attorney in Franklin County. Uh, 
Bram, did you, I assume, after John Campbell called you, the executive director of the sheriffs and, and state's attorneys, um, you must have spoken with the governor at some point? That's, how did that That's work? right, Kurt. Yeah, so, um, yeah, within just a few days after that, um, I did an interview with the governor. And, um, and a few days after that, on Labor Day, he swore me in as the interim uh, Franklin County state's attorney. All right. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, Bram. Really quick question. Um, you're the interim. Can you run for this seat or do you need to live in Franklin County? Good That's question. A, that is a great question. That's a great question. Um, the answer is yes, I could run for this seat. And as far as I know, I don't have to live in Franklin County. I think we did find that out when people were running as a write-in candidate against uh, the sheriff up there, John Grismore, and one or two of them did not live in Franklin County. Yeah. But, I mean, I, let me just also say, I feel like that's way, you know, the, the, like I haven't even been appointed to fill in the uh, the remainder of this term. At this point, I'm just, I'm just filling in for as long as it takes the governor to choose someone to fill in for the rest of the term. Now, I'm, I'm putting my name in for that. Uh, because oh, I you are okay. Yeah, to, yeah. So right now, you don't know how long this is going to be. I don't. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hey, I just like to say, you know, I, I've worked with Bram before, and uh, I feel like if Bram was elected originally instead of Sarah George in Burlington, we probably wouldn't have half the problems that we have now. But uh, I think he's going to do a great job in Franklin County, and I look forward to working with him again. I'll listen off the air. Bram, did you want to comment on that? Um, well, I, I, pre, I mean, thank you. It's, uh, it's an honor to, to hear that, and I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I want to say that um, I have a, an enormous amount of respect for Sarah and her and the courage with which she addresses uh, criminal justice reform. Um, I do think that – I don't think it's any secret um, that uh, we probably – disagree on on some you know aspects of what it means to be a prosecutor yeah let's go back to the phones good morning you're live on the morning drive yes i'm not i'm not calling to start a controversy or anything but i'd like to know what the uh uh attorney feels about the uh axiom of a separation of church and state with his uh being a pastor and then now he's uh working uh for the government i'll uh, go offline and listen i think it's Graham, a, any yeah, yeah any any is, yeah, are sure. there any issues there in terms of that i mean i think that's a great question i think that would that's a that's an obvious concern i think i mean let me say this i um i'd be lying if i told you that my faith and my understanding of god and my relationship with god didn't profoundly form who i am and how I think. I mean, I'm a, I'm an ordained priest in the Episcopal Church, um, and I'm keenly aware of the fact that we live in a secular democracy, and that the separation of church and state is not just a good idea; it's a necessary component of our democracy. And so, um, you know, I can hold both of those things at the same time, and I and I would never. I, I mean, I, I I've been. I've been in government for a long time now, and I'm I'm very very sensitive to um, not allowing 
any kind of uh, imposition of my religious beliefs or my own personal faith on the people in the office or, or through the office. That's totally, total, that would be totally inappropriate, and I, I firmly believe that and firmly understand that. And so in terms of what the caller asked, uh, you addressed it, but you have, while you're, while you're doing this job in Franklin County, you have left the congregations, at least during this time, you're not. You're no longer with the congregation. So there's there's that separation. Is that or, or well, not? yeah. I mean, I'm not. So I'm not. I, I had been the priest in charge, which is sort of like the the parish priest for these two parishes, and I'm no longer that. Like I've stepped down from that. I'm still a member of the ordained holy order of priests in the Episcopal Church. But that's not uncommon for for ordained priests to have other jobs. And, and I, to be honest with you, I I think that. Um, and again, this is just how I feel about when someone. So when someone goes through the process to become a priest at that level, like you said, you know, when you were at UVM uh, Medical Center, you know, as the chaplain, um, I think that that actually when you're in a position you're in now where you have these decisions to make from a moral aspect, you're going to be truthful and you're going to be like, well, I'm, this is who I work for. And, and this is, this is the separation of the two. And, and I, I find more comfort in it than maybe somebody who hasn't had a lot of that exposure. Uh, I don't know. I just think you have a, a stronger moral compass. <laughs> Thanks. Anthony. Going I appreciate it. I, I mean, maybe I appreciate it's because I'm a Catholic kid and you know, the priests are like, you know, ah, way up there. And, but, but also I, I just think that from a logical standpoint, it's just, your moral compass is 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 probably tuned in better than most. I mean, I I don't know. I, I mean, I, I I appreciate that, and um, I mean, I think certainly as a priest, you're, you know, you, you know, I preach a sermon every Sunday. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like um, I think there's a lot more. I, I've spent a lot of time and a lot of energy thinking about. Um, ethical and moral issues. And, One of my best friends growing up, uh, her father was uh, was a minister in the congregational church, and we used to sit. We he'd always have Saturday night dinner, and he would discuss what his sermon was going to be for Sunday and bounce it around the dinner table. Oh, beautiful! I never thought of that. That's well, a, that's I'll tell a, you what. And when you're in high school and college and stuff, you know, we'd throw out perspectives, and he'd be like. Yeah, you're wrong, but I appreciate your perspective. Or, you know, we'd have laugh about it. So there's a lot of thought involved in it. And, and maybe that's why I, I think more of when I say something like a moral compass. I have friends who uh, are are clergy uh, in a variety of different churches and organizations. We're talking to Bram Cranfield this morning. He is the new Franklin County interim state's attorney appointed by the, the governor. Uh, we've got a few minutes left. If you have a question for Bram, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888 uh, Bram, so you mentioned a couple of minutes ago that you have you are putting your name forward right now. You only know that you're you're staying until things have you don't know how long it's going to be till things have sort of been put on a good path. Mm-hmm. But you are putting your name forward to fill out the full term, which is a four year term. It's one of the few four year terms in Vermont, basically. So you would, if the governor appointed you to the full term, you'd be there for three more years. Yeah, that's correct. And have you have you let the church know that that is a possibility that you might be there? You might be there for and and are you open to running if you serve the three full years or is that just too far down the road to even think about? Sure. I mean, yeah, I've put I've put my name in for the I have or I've put my name in for filling in the rest of the, the, the term. 
partly because maybe mostly because I don't think I'm going to be able to accomplish the things I want to accomplish in a short time frame. Um, as far as running, I, I don't want to speculate. And um, I feel like that's, that's way too, too far ahead. What do you see just a few minutes left? What do you see as the biggest challenges for you over the next period of time? And if it's three years, what do you see the next, the biggest challenges in the Franklin County uh, state's attorney's office? Well, I think. Do you have the same issue with backlogs as, yes. as, as you're seeing in other places? Yes, there's a there's a backlog problem. I mean, I, I think there's sort of three major areas of challenge that I want to address. One of them is the obvious one, the trauma and the harm that has, has occurred in this office as a result of this toxic work environment. You know, there's relationships that have been damaged in the office, outside of the office. Uh, and so that's my primary overriding concern is to open up a space for healing for that. I also want to reorient the office towards um, trust and teamwork. You know, I feel like the culture of the office right now really needs needs more trust, uh, and I think that again is a result of this of this uh, this harm. And then finally, there's just to to speak to the backlog. I've I've found in the few weeks I've been there that um, we could we could improve the um, the sort of procedural infrastructure we have in place to manage things like the case flow and the intake and the case management and the you know that kind of thing uh, and and so I've already implemented a plan on that and I hope that we can uh, alleviate a lot of the backlog and a lot of the workload that's currently um, on everybody there so that so you know it's a big it's a heavy lift there's a lot to do there's a lot more than that to do uh, and um, you know, I, I hope that I have the opportunity to, to continue to work on it. Are you fully staffed when you talk about backlog? Did you lose any attorneys? We did. Yes, we're not. We're not fully staffed. We have an open deputy position. And so if anybody out there is listening and they uh, and they want to apply to that deputy position, please let me know. Well, that's I, that's one of the questions. That's why I was thinking, you know, if you've retained good people, that's. That's half the battle, uh, and and so you've, you've down one. That's maybe we can help. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Thank you, you said if anybody's listening, if anybody's if nobody's listening, we're in trouble. Here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we may be applying for a job even though we were not qualified. I was going to say I don't know if we were qualified, but we'd have fun playing around with it. I guess uh, we don't. Yeah, <laughs> sure. sure. Bram, uh, thanks for being on the morning drive, and thanks for taking this this challenge and this this. It's really important in Franklin County. Uh, thanks for being willing to do that. I'm sure it was not an easy decision. It's not. I mean, it, it wasn't. And uh, but I'll tell you, every day I'm there, I f- I feel more and more strongly that it was the right decision. And lastly, and are people feeling better? Do you think now? And that 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 there were obviously you mentioned the problems that were there. Are people beginning to feel better already? Do you think? I don't. You know, I I, I hope so. I think what's happening right now is more that people are just starting to process what happens over the last year and so i don't know if that's necessarily feeling better but i think it's it's a, it's it's a necessary step in sort of processing all this and, and turning the page on it your former colleague moreau weinberger he served on the council with moreau as mayor is going to be here in a little while oh great any advice you want to give to him <laughs> <laughs> you know i'll let me just i'll leave you i'll leave, this is the advice i guess i'm taking this advice too you know it's like you you can feel like everything's completely out of control sometimes and that there's, and that everything's just a mess, you know? And it's like, we're dealing with all these changes and all these, you know, losses and gains and successes and failures. And 
Anyway, one thing that comes out of Scripture over and over and over again is, is this. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And I'll tell you what, I'm taking that with me. And uh, I'm not sure what Moreau's, I mean, I, I kind of know what Moreau's dealing with right now, I guess, from the outside, but that's, that would be my, my advice to him. There we it's go. always good advice. It's great advice. All right, well, thanks for coming in. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, Fox News is next. Amanda's coming up. And actually, right after Fox News,